You're listening to OB Pod, the podcast highlighting the best small town in Mississippi, Olive Branch. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And are we still a small town? We've got a pretty big annexation, I guess, coming up soon that's going to change our numbers. Hey, now, a possible annexation. Oh, there we go. Possible. Alleged. Alleged. Yes, yes. <laughs> Way to hit the hot button early. Um, we don't bury the lead here. We're just <laughs> coming out. No, no, no doubt. First, let me say thank y'all for giving us a chance by clicking the button and give us like a listen. And while you're clicking buttons, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Apple, Spotify, or whatever your podcast listening pleasure is. And so let us give you a little bit of history about ourselves, why we feel uniquely qualified to talk about Olive Branch. I have been podcasting with Cash for several years, and overall we've done it for about six to eight years, give or take, depending on how you want to measure podcast in general. Um, and just felt like, this was something unique and different. Our original podcast history was dealing with entertainment, TV and movies and things. And just felt like, you know, the community aspect was kind of a, a fresh start, something different. I really, we both just gravitated towards that. Um, I, I thought it was something that was unique. And I really enjoy uh, infusing myself with community people and talking about things. And I'll be honest, when you deal with the other podcasts we had in the past, you really don't get to be you. It's more or less, you're just kind of critics or talking about things and deal for more of a national standpoint or international standpoint. I mean, our other podcast stuff had thousands and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of listens and views and stuff, but we were, you know, talking to people from all over the world and which was a great experience, but there is something to be said about being able to see someone shake their hand or talk about it local at the coffee shop, you know? And so. Absolutely. And you work in the community a good little bit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, currently I am a, a school administrator for Center Hill High School. Absolutely love the job. Uh, go Mustangs. You know, I've worked in the school district here in DeSoto County for, a, uh, you know, for many many, many years. I'm going on my 15th year. And I, again, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, and our schools here are just fantastic. I mean, you look at Center Hill, Olive Branch, Lewisburg, you're talking about top of the heap here. And so I'm in a great profession. I get to work with kids and it, it, it's a, it's a dream come true for me. I used to be a football coach um, and they took away my whistle and gave me a tie, which is a scary thought for a lot of people. If you knew me back in the young days, but <laughs> Hey, it is what it is. And you know, and, and I've known cash for a long, long time. And he's just a, a great friend. Um, you know, I have a family here, uh, you know, I'm a wife and two children and, and they're partly there go to some of the kind of schools in this community. And uh, it's just a, it's a great experience. And so I appreciate y'all uh, giving us a listen and, you know, hearing about it us and uh i think it's a big deal yeah i mean speaking of that whistle uh i've heard it blown many of times a lot <laughs> because i messed up or uh, somebody else as uh, you were my old offensive line coach back in high school this is true this but, is true uh, i grew up in this area and i couldn't ask for anything better because this area shaped me and i've been able to carry that with me everywhere that i went I even went up north for a little bit but I was still somehow known as a Southern person, even though I didn't necessarily feel that. But hey, <laughs> these Mississippi values, they carry, believe it or they not. They carry well. But I was able to move back and I got a job kind of still in the community. I DJ over at 95.3 The Rebel and 97.7 Guess FM. We preach local and that's kind of what this podcast is going to do. But I've traveled around going, you've probably seen me, big guy with wild <laughs> long hair at uh, local businesses, high school games. Just anything we can do to be involved in the community, we do it. And that showed me that this area still has a love for itself and everybody that is involved in it through all of these years that we've been podcasting together, which he says six or eight. It feels like 15. If you know him, it just kind of <laughs> grinds at you a little bit more. I know. Easy. Easy. <laughs> oh, easy. I'm sure it's the same exact way for me. Oh, and, yeah, uh, there's no doubt. The, the reality of it is, is that we're community members. 
that want to see our community grow. And it's the whole purpose here. Yes. And so, you know, anybody who knows us, you, you know that's what we try to be genuine with, with that message and what we want to do. And so we appreciate that. You know, and something I've got to tell y'all is, is that the podcast got started kind of by accident because a good friend of ours um, out of Hernando, uh, Derek and Matt, they run a podcast called Under the Water Tower. Um, myself and Derek helped get that started because they were interested in doing something for their community, much like we are. And so using my podcast experience along with cash, we helped those guys kind of get going with rooster productions uh, and they created under the water tower and it has had an enormous effect in their community. Um, it is, you know, given their community a highlight, a place to see hear, and understand the announcements, government and everything else. And once just- they started to get going, I mean, cash and I looked at each other like, why are we not doing this for our right. own community? We need it just as much as anybody else. I mean, like, you and know, there's just so much information that is hard to grasp your head around. And there's something different about hearing it and then being able to send questions in and get those answered. Yeah. Like, yes, there's still a lot of writing and it's important. We even know a couple of reporters in the area that are going to be helping us out. Exactly. The reality of it is, is that we approached this subject with several people we knew in the community some business owners mm-hmm. and some, you know, prominent, the aldermen, um, you know, some people running for mayor, different people. And you would be surprised the amazing feedback we got and support and just immediately because there is nothing here in Olive Branch, really, DeSoto County, that has shown you the good of our community, of our area. And it's such a need right now. I mean, you and I both know that watching the news, listening to the news, seems like it's nothing but negative. Yep. There's never a positive that comes out of it. I mean, I'm to the point now where you don't even want to turn it on hardly. Between contentious elections and just negative, 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 and it's all you see coming from Memphis, you know, and it seems like all they want to do is highlight that. It's time for people to see and hear and come together as a community with positive reinforcement. And that's what this show is aiming for. And so when the Rooster Productions came up, they mentioned us, they reached out, and we came to agreement and we said, you know what, we're going to create OB Pod. And this is for our community. And that's why we're here now. And this is how it got started. So when all this happens, you know, it's great to come up with a concept. It's great to come up with a theme and start working stuff. But it does take support for this to happen. And a lot of it, like we didn't realize how much it was going to take because as soon as we kept getting some and then getting more and more, it was like, oh my goodness, how did we think we would do it without all of these people helping us or agreeing to uh, give us some of this information and help us out with it? And just to be, basically be a backbone for the podcast. We reached out to some community people and some business owners and different things to see if they would sponsor or at least do some advertising with us to try to help us build the capital to be able to provide this show but also make sure that we highlight these businesses and these, you know, different types of sponsors because they're a part of your community too. And that was the big thing. We didn't want to go out and get, I I don't know how many of y'all already listen to podcasts, but it's the same people that you hear on there over and over again. Yeah. Nothing local. You don't build, we want this to be a community build. And so why would we want to try to sponsor things that don't build our community? Yes. We're we live in a world of convenience and I get that everybody has Amazon packages coming every day, (laughs) 100%. But we want, want people to buy local. We want you to get your services local. When you build the economy of your community, everyone benefits. That's the reality of it. And I got to tell you, one of the very first sponsor to step up and say, Zach and Cash, we believe in you, was Michael Hatcher and Associates. 
And I, I, I want to say a special thanks to them because that gave us the, the motivation to say, hey, you know what? We're doing this right. And we've had five other, six other sponsors step up and come to us. And this is before we had our first audio recording. This is the first episode. And so we didn't even have anything to show them. Hey, this is what we're going to be giving you. We just had that idea. And this area is so great. They believed in it. And if y'all don't know, Michael Hatcher, they do a lot for Olive Branch. They do a lot for a lot of the community all around here. They employ hundreds of people. They support our community. They support our schools. They help our local government. They do a lot of things they don't have to for the betterment of our community. And so I need y'all to understand that was huge for us. And and it's an opportunity for anybody. This is a company that actively right now is doing job fairs and has multiple positions available. I mean, like the other day I was talking to Russ and he was letting us know that they have multiple positions like right now i know they have crew members foremen supervisors irrigation techs all available and even have like a a landscape architect position available right now they are actively seeking people who live in the olive branch community to come work for them and that helps build us you know we're we're dealing with a pandemic right now we're dealing with we just had you know snow apocalypse you know if you you know (laughs) they're still growing and not only just growing but they're keeping the same family feel about it Because they don't want to just have a bunch of tent jobs, somebody come in for a few months, and then go home. No, No. they want you to build a career there. Their motto is hire for life. And they prove it. I mean, they they back it it up with not only benefits that are fantastic, but also stock options. There aren't many companies that you're going to be able to get stock options out of. In Olive Branch area. I mean, it's just the way it is. If you're, like I said, if you're looking for a new career or you want to just try something different or are you just wanting to start out, this is an opportunity of a place you can work at, build yourself up, work your way up through a company, have a great career, great, you know, a, a great form of wages, fame benefits, everything. This is your opportunity. And so if you're considering this, you need to go to their website. And that's michaelhatcherinc.com. Or they have a talent agent, Miss Gabby, that you can go ahead and give a call, 662-755-3207. So make sure you call now if you're interested. Now, guys, I got to tell you this. We've been talking about community, 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 and stuff like that. But when we get back from the break, wait till you hear about this local hero we have. Olive Branch Auto Sales is not your typical dealership. They have spent years crafting relationships with all of the dealers in the area, which is why they are able to pass the savings on to you and how they crafted the largest inventory of pre-owned trucks under 20 grand in the Mid-South. Dave Mathis and Henry Zimmerman are here to help you and want to make your car buying experience enjoyable. So go ahead and visit them at 9697 Highway 178, Olive Branch, Mississippi. Do you have good credit or bad credit? It doesn't matter. They can get you guaranteed credit approval. Even if you have no credit because you are a first-time buyer, it doesn't matter to them. So go ahead and give them a call at 662-874-6125. Do you think you're paying too much for insurance or you're tired of not actually getting an agent when you call? I think it might be time to switch to the home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Josh McIntyre is our local agent and supports our schools, our local businesses, community, and even takes care of all our insurance needs. That's home, life, and auto. Give him a call today, 662-893-5250, or visit him at his office at 6901 Cochram Road, which is Highway 305. My name is Rhonda Wright. Um, I'm a 
resident of Olive Branch. My family and I moved there back in uh, 2014. I'm a uh, single mother with five children. Most of them are adults. I got one that's a junior at OB High School that's a basketball player. And I'm very proud of my residence there. Um, Since there, I've seen some really, you know, great things come about. And we've also been in the middle of some tragedies. Um, We had a tornado hit last year, so... It brought our community together even closer. But I'm also 23-year logistics healthcare manager. That's fantastic. Well, Rhonda, I got got to tell everybody and the listeners, you know, we we call you a hero because – Cash and I came upon your story by going through Facebook of all places, which is, you know, a great place of, you know, learning about your community and friends and family and connections. You know, don't go wrong. It has this dark side too, but of course, but <laughs> we saw a deep club of residents stepping up and helping local first responders get to hospitals, get to work. And we came across your story as one of those members helping folks in the Olive Branch community. Can you give us some background about this? Wow, yes. Um, it's, it's so ironic how all this happened. It started out with a post that I'd done on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page, in reference to my Jeep um, getting stuck in some snow. This this was my first uh, weather, inclement weather, being able to drive my vehicle that everybody's been talking about how Jeeps do so well in this weather. So I was trying to pull, actually pull up in my driveway and, and I had it out. Of, I didn't have it in four-wheel drive, didn't know how to put it in four-wheel drive, so I ended up putting a post <laughs> on my Facebook. And when I did that, uh, I had a lot of my friends hit me up, and they were like, girl, what are you doing? You got to put that thing in four-wheel drive. You don't know what you're doing. I'm like, no, I do not know what I'm doing. So one of my classmates' sister lived down the street from me. She ended up saying, hey, when you get get to your house and show you what to do. We're going to get you right because your your truck should be able to pull out of that snow with no issues. So I was just amazed. She came right along about 10 minutes later and she said, come on, girl, let's, let's get in this truck and let me show you your gadgets on what you need to do, this, this, and that. So she ended up showing me how to put it in four-wheel drive. And it's so funny because she said, you got to break it in. It was so hard to pull the gear. She said, you, you got to get this thing broke in. So she ended up showing me what to do, and we drove around the corner, almost like I'm having a new driving class in my vehicle. We drive around the corner, and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, I ain't skidding. I'm not sliding. I feel comfortable. This is awesome. She said, so you good? I was like, yes, I am. She said, well, my husband and I have been picking up nurses and taking them to work and picking them up because of the weather. If you want to, you want to, you want to, you feel like driving? I'm like, absolutely, I would. I said, I would love to do that. I'm like, she was like, yeah, girl, you know, you're in the Jeep club. This is what our club is doing for people. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, I would love to do that. I'm like, and that not only would I get more practice in my new Jeep, I'll be doing something for, you know, for the for the heroes, which I call the healthcare workers or anybody that's in the front line, whether they've been in the military or whatever, the true heroes, because they, you know, they protect and serve, you know, to their best of their abilities, you know. I was like, I would love to do this. And it was at night and she she was like, Well, come on, let's let's do it. So she parked her vehicle in front of my house and we, we drove and that first night of me learning how to use the four wheel drive on my Jeep, we ended up picking up three nerds and I'm like, I can't stop. I'm like, this is so odd. They were so grateful, just the gratitude of being able to take them from to work and take them home 
Um, some of them literally were stranded at work and could not drive home and they had to stay at a hotel. So we ended up getting two of them dropped off to the hotel and the other nurse, we ended up getting her home that night. And I said, look, I'm give you guys my number. I know, you know, they said just to go through the fan page or whatever, but I'm going to give you my number personally. And I want you to call me because temporarily my facility was shut down. So I didn't mind, you know, helping us. You call me and since I'm, you know, I know what to do here. And I was just driving around like an old pro that whole night. I felt great. <laughs> I said, I'll pick you guys up. So they ended up um, giving me the number. And guess what? That morning I got a call saying, hey, do you mind, you know, picking us up and, and getting us to the hospital? We got to be there by one o'clock this afternoon. And I was like, hey, I'm getting ready. And I told my, my baby girl, I said, come on, ride with me. We're going to take some nurses to work. I felt so good. I, I loved to do things for people and be a pretty much a solution to a problem is what you are when you're helpful, you know. I'm going to tell you something. I, I hate to get so deep in it. This story ended up connecting me with a, a, a family member that I had not talked to in some years. Not only did it start out, you know, me not knowing how to drive my Jeep on Facebook, it started out helping people, but it brought me together with some people in my family and we opened up our communication back together. I mean, just it's just amazing when you can do things for other people, how other opportunities can open up for you. It's funny how those good deeds can just do something like that. That's that's absolutely amazing, Rhonda. I mean, I'm I'm very happy for you and your family to reconnect, and uh, yeah. I think it's absolutely amazing that you know you took the time and effort of safety there to do such a thing like that. Um, I really really appreciate that. Really really do. Oh, I, I appreciate being able to do it, and it's it's it just when you do stuff for other people. You don't even think about your safety anymore because I didn't even feel, I mean, even though I was in the ice and doing this and doing that, I didn't think about that anymore because my focus was, hey, I got to get this hero to the hospital with everything that's been going on with, the, you know, the pandemic, COVID, just, just a numerous amount of things that have been going on, you know, in the world. And I'm like, if I can just relieve that person, I didn't even think about putting myself in harm's way i just wanted to make sure that that they were okay it's just i wish as a whole the world would think like that and we get past all our different views and feelings about one another and look at the look at the idea that we're all going through something but if we can be an answer to each other's problem that's love and i just go always say it my kids probably get sick of me saying it is Love conquers all, and when you do things like that, to me, that displays the heart of God in you. So I just, I appreciate you guys even reaching out to me, but that meant so much more to me than just being a hero. I, I felt a connection with these people. No, absolutely. In, in a way, you're becoming a hero because of something like that. You know, it's be the change you want to see in the world. And absolutely, that's something that you were able to do, and you've joined a group that's even bigger than you with the mid-south jeep club and didn't even know it and you know you just got in there and immediately became a member and spread that onto other people and that's a beautiful story thank you so much and i do want to add that the jeep clubbers did it again they've been um they were able to put a story out there on the page and get donations for the water issue that Tennessee and residents are having and they were able to deliver so many tons of water for you know, free water to people that are in need. So I'm, I'm so proud right now to be a part of that group. I look to do more 
great things with them. You know, I just pray that we all look at this as, as humankind, that when we have something that we can offer to somebody, let's be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? And shed a little light to the world. So that's Absolutely. just how I feel about it. <laughs> Absolutely. And let me ask you this, uh, Rhonda. If somebody wanted to join the club and help with the effort, what's the, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, they just... Um, we had some people that joined us, not necessarily in the Jeep Club, but you just go to the Mid-South uh, Jeep Club's uh, Facebook page. You go in. Well, actually, you can be invited. So if I have a um, Facebook friend, I can invite them to the club. And, and the criteria is basically if you love Jeeps and want to be of community service, anybody really is eligible. We've actually had a couple of nurses that didn't have Jeeps that we drove around to get to work. They ended up buying these Jeeps. So <laughs> so the Jeep people probably need to give our club a cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Feed the need. That's right. Yeah, but it's a, it's a fan page. You go in and just try to, uh, you can go in and follow, I believe, and then answer some questions. And there's like a $25 a year membership. That's it. I mean, it's just that simple. That's really fantastic. And well, Rhonda, I do want to say this. Uh, from from Cash, myself, you are a hero. You exemplify what we hope anyone in our community would do, which is step up and help others in need. And wow. and I also want to say, I, I, want, I think I speak for the people of the community that can't say this, and that is thank you. And so... Wow. Um, Thank you. It, it means a You're lot, welcome. and uh, it, it means a whole, whole lot to us and everyone else. And so uh, we look forward to talking to you again down the road. And you know, if there's oh, more absolutely. good deeds coming, and if there's anything else the Mid South Jeep community is doing, let us know, and we'll gladly share it on our social media and mention it on the podcast. And I hope you are a longtime listener and uh, oh, tell absolutely. your friends and family. Yeah, you you got me in now. <laughs> <laughs> got me in and i wish you guys the best on your podcast and and uh any kind of way i you know i can contribute to that i'm definitely going to keep in communication with you guys but i would love to be a daily listener and spread the word with your podcast this is awesome well, thank you so much thank you again Rhonda. when we come back the court case that could change olive branch forever Old Town Fitness aims to help people of all ages and fitness levels feel strong and confident as they go about their daily lives. Our dedicated coaches will walk you through our functional fitness classes and modify any movements to your current fitness level. We're located at 9045 Highway 178 in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Our grand opening will be March 8th with classes starting at 6 a.m. On March 23rd at 9 a.m., Judge Percy Lynchard will preside over the largest court case involving annexation likely in DeSoto County history. Olive Branch City will be the plaintiff. The defendants, number one, City of South Haven, number two, City of Hernando, as well as a long list of objectioners. Judge Lynchard will have to decide if the City of Olive Branch has merit for their annexation or if the objectioners or the city of South Haven Hernando have merit against the annexation. The decision could result in a full annexation, a partial annexation where new lines are created, such as a compromise or a complete objection to the annexation and no change will happen. The scale of this annexation is going to be enormous. Olive Branch is roughly 22,000 acres right now. This annexation is going to triple its size by adding 55,000 acres potentially. 
45,000 of which is raw land with no plans for it currently. New limits, if passed as a full annexation, would encompass the eastern border of DeSoto County and all the way south to Bridgetown and Lewisburg. If the city of Olive Branch successfully wins its complete annexation and adds 50 square miles to itself, it will become the second largest city in Mississippi right behind the capital, Jackson. If annexation passes and you live in an area that is affected, what does this mean for you? We're going to break it down into some quick points to help you understand and to educate all on what annexation means to the city of Olive Branch. Before we begin, I want to say thank you to the several individuals that gave us this information, went through it with us, especially Gil Earlhart, who is our Ward 1 Alderman, who kind of sat down and went through a lot of the details with us to make sure the public was aware as he was a part of this annexation plan. The first part we're going to discuss is infrastructure, but I must tell you, there is some history. In 2018, when annexation was created and passed by unanimous vote with the alderman and the mayor, an infrastructure plan was created as well. Luckily, our alderman and the mayor had the forethought of what this annexation would mean when it comes to the immediate control of a much larger area than they already handle. Now, we have not been given all the details on this plan, but we have been reassured that it is completely comprehensive and be ready to go once the court decision is made final. This means that our roads, our streets, sidewalks, lights, things of this nature will all be under the city's control in the new annexed area. The next part we want to talk about is code and more importantly, code enforcement, because the county is going to immediately convert over into the city, which typically tends to be a little bit stricter. That's an understatement. Yes, most of the time people look at city code as something that is very strict and strenuous. Now, Olive Branch, they are particular. They have certain codes that they are harsher on, I guess you could say. That's one word, an adjective, however you want to put it. But there are other ones. They are lenient. It just depends on who you are, where you live and what you value. Well, it doesn't matter who you are because everyone's going to be the same in this instance. If you're not up to code, well, you're going to be getting a fine. This is true. But there are positives here. There are some people out there that are maybe in this affected area that maybe want to have a higher standard. Maybe they want to, they take care of their yards. They make sure their house looks fantastic. They, you know, they take care of these things. And you want your neighbors to do the same thing. Everybody kind of be under the same standard. But one thing I can tell you is, is if you're looking to improve your yard, I will tell you, we have some good friends that support our podcast over at Masterlawn. These guys are some of the best when it comes to weed control and fertilizing needs and so on. They have been around this area for over 25 years. I know some of the guys over there personally. They take care of my yard. They have several friends of mine who have their yards taken care of. And so if there is somebody really you want, a real professional, to get out there and help you when it comes to these things, I would just go to their website. I think it's isn't it masterlawninc.com. Isn't that right, Cash? It is indeed. Yeah, and I know their phone number, and that is 901-250-0873. And no, we are not saying that code enforcement is going to be sitting on your door at the very moment that this thing passes. Because, well, they're going to grant you a nice little grace period, we'll call it, of at least up to a year, but it could be even longer. Now, some of you may be asking, what do I want to do if I want to get an addition to my house or have a nice little work permit? Well, Zach here knows a little bit more about that than I do. If you've lived in the county, you've always gone to the administrative building in Hernando right there by the square. This is where you've gotten your building permits, your burn permits, and other things. 
Instead, now you will go to Olive Branch, right there in the heart of the downtown area by Old Town, is the municipal building for all your code and permit needs. The next part we're going to talk about is trash. Now, this is going to be kind of a, a dirty situation. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. But this is going to be a process where the city is going to take over all trash collection for the entire new annexed area. This could take three months, six months, maybe even to a year. That's going to depend on the contract you have with your current provider. The next part we want to talk about is water, and unfortunately, it is going to be murky because there are already plenty of providers in the area. Just because Olive Branch is getting the land, it doesn't mean they can take over those companies. If you're like me and you're on Lewisburg Water, that means Lewisburg Water will still stay your provider. No change will happen immediately. The next point is power or electricity, however you want to put it. And luckily, this is pretty clear cut. North Central Electric, which is the primary electricity provider for most of Olive Branch, is a third-party company and is not under government control. So there will be no change when it comes to city ownership, county ownership, or any type of annexation. If they service your area, that is your service provider. If you're in the area where energy provides to you, you will still remain as an energy customer. There is absolutely no change or adjustment if annexation affects you. And thankfully, gas is going to be nearly just as easy as power because because OB Natural Gas is already supplying to a large percentage of the affected area. Yes, even out in Marshall County. Even if you are not being provided by OB Natural Gas already, it will likely be available soon. The important thing is there's not going to be a rate increase because any profit that they get goes directly back into the company. That is to help with any kind of maintenance, infrastructure, or just to upgrade what they already have. The next part is sewer. Now, this is going to be an optional service the city will provide eventually in your area if you do not have it now. There will be a hookup fee and a monthly rate. Now, warning, sewer infrastructure takes a long time to develop. A good example is in an annexation in the past, I believe in 1992, I know of a customer who was not able to hook up to sewer until 1998, a six-year wait. So be prepared. If you are wanting to hook up to the sewer immediately, might not happen for a long time. With all that smelly business out of the way, we're going to move on to point number eight, and that is going to be the police. This is going to take over immediately, and they do have a mutual aid agreement with the sheriff's department already in place. Now what this does mean is everywhere in the county that is now the city of Olive Branch is going to have radar. So make sure you are watching your speeds because it is no longer the Autobahn. That's right. I know you guys out there in the county are used to being able to use that right pedal a little bit harder than you would imagine because you know those sheriffs don't have radar. Uh, but the city police, unfortunately, will pull you over for speeding and that is something. Now, I will give you this. I have been told by several sources that the city of Olive Branch is known as the city that gives the most warnings when it comes to speeding if you're pulled over. Are you speaking from experience? I, I am, believe it or not. I have sadly been pulled over twice for speeding, um, and both times the officer was gracious, a polite, and gave me a warning, which I thanked them. I drove slowly away, and I wiped the sweat from my brow. <laughs> Let me tell you. But the next part we're going to talk about is fire. Now, just like police, there is mutual aid agreement already in place, and so they've been helping out with the volunteer fire department's example. That is like Lewisburg Fire, which, by the way, personal experience. I was about to say, I feel like you have another personal experience coming up. Yeah, unfortunately I do. Uh, as an Olive Branch resident and so on, I have been fortunate to meet a lot of people, but not necessarily for the right reasons or good <laughs> reasons. Lewisburg Fire has come out to my home and helped me when I had a brush fire kind of get out of control. I contacted them. I did the right thing as a citizen should. I let them know that I was concerned that the fire would maybe 
started getting a little too large. And they came out, put it out, and helped me out greatly. This even was during a Thanksgiving break. I tried to offer them a turkey leg, a beer. They weren't having it. Instead, they took a handshake and went on their way. They didn't leave a mess. So I'm very proud to say that I have a wonderful volunteer fire department in my area. Now, to the point, the Olive Branch Fire Department will help take over this area immediately once this annexation, if it passes completely. However, Lewisburg Fire will still stay in place. I do not know what this means for the volunteer fire department. If the city technically does have it within its confines of its borders or its control, uh, that's something I'll have to revisit by talking to a few people. I know one or two that might be able to answer that question, and we'll just have to revisit it when it comes to that point. Absolutely, but I do feel like it will be more of a positive thing for the volunteer fire departments than a negative. Absolutely. And the other thing here is, too, is that Olive Branch Fire has a great fire rating. What's a fire rating? Well, the fire rating is is how well your fire department covers an area, I guess, based on per capita. So that as many fire stations as you have, based on your population and area they cover, the more you have, the higher the fire rating, thus meaning you have better fire coverage. Now, that'll make a difference when we talk about taxes in a minute. But before we get to taxes, we want to talk about wards. As everybody knows, there are six wards in Olive Branch, and there is an alderman at large. That is correct. There is going to remain to be six wards because that is the maximum you can have in the area. Am I correct on that? That is correct. The amount of wards are determined by your population. Olive Branch already has a high enough population that we have met the max amount, which means you have six wards and one at large. With that being said, the six wards that we have right now will not look the same. They're going to have to be redrawn. What we do know is gerrymandering and the Civil Rights Act will be in consideration when they are being redrawn. If you want to learn more about this, go ahead and go to the November 20th episode of Under the Water Tower where they talk about all of this in detail. Absolutely. They, they do a fantastic job. I've listened to all their episodes. They actually have two or three episodes where they talk about redrawing the lines because Hernando just went through this entire process. Several attorneys, several companies, lots of money spent, a delayed process that should have took, that should not have took over 10 years, which it did. Uh, hopefully, this is not a situation Olive Branch will have to face. Considering that all these aldermen were in unanimous agreement in making this annexation, hopefully there'll be a large agreement when it comes to redrawing the lines. The key thing to think about, though, is is that these aldermen, by making this vote and saying that they want to have this annexation, they also basically said, we want to change their own wards, which could affect how the election will happen. In four years, when these same aldermen, whoever wins this election here in June, they will all be up in basically a new area. Potentially, because the important thing is you have to live in your ward for two years to be able to run as aldermen in that area. So some of them might not even necessarily be able to run for aldermen again because they might not meet that two-year quota depending on when these lines get drawn. That's correct. The big deal here is is that when are the lines redrawn? If are they're redrawn after a couple years and that gives a person who is an alderman currently two years to move into a new uh, ward or into an area that is still in their ward and what based on how the numbers are done and redrawn, it's going to be a lot of variables there and it's going to be a very interesting process and I look forward to covering it when it happens. Absolutely. The next part we're going to talk about of course, is the ever-dreaded taxes. This is a part that everybody thinks about when it comes to annexation. Taxes, taxes, taxes. We understand. I'm going to go ahead and pull the rabbit out of the hat. 
yes, your taxes will increase. That is a guaranteed. You normally pay county taxes when you live in a city. The city taxes are on top of it. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, they could go up, and well, not could. They are going to go up, but they might not go up nearly as high as you're thinking. You have to understand, city taxes are based on your property value. If you have a nice home, brick exterior, upgrades, things, yes, your home is worth more, thus you're paying more in taxes. But what you also need to understand is, is by becoming a city resident, we were talking about that fire rating earlier. Absolutely. If your fire rating is improved because you are now a city resident, that will affect your insurance premium rates. So imagine whatever extra you pay in taxes because of city taxes, maybe your insurance premiums go down and they completely offset or at least make it more comfortable to bear. Yeah, it could be like a 20% discount on insurance, which who would have ever thought that you could get something like that? It's possible. I don't know. You know, insurance, it is what it is. To me, I think that's an opportunity where you need to talk to your local agent. You know, one of our favorites is Josh McIntyre. He's one of our local sponsors. Fantastic guy. If if you're not sure about things or maybe you want some new quote, I'd say give him a call. You just never know. He's always available. Hit him up. One thing you also need to understand is Olive Branch, of all the four major cities in DeSoto County, it has the lowest lowest tax millage rate. And I think it's at 38.5%. There are positives here. Yes, you might be getting annexed. Yes, your taxes are going to increase, but your fire rating improve. You're going to improve your police coverage. There are positives. How much of a positive? That's for you to determine. How much of a negative? That's for you to determine. But we wanted you to know all of these points so that you can make a fair evaluation of what it means for you if you're one of these affected citizens. Coming up next are local announcements and sports. Are you looking to buy or sell your home or property in Olive Branch area? I would like to recommend Carla Wilson of Capstone Realty Services. Carla is a straight shooter that is honest and resourceful in the current and ever-changing market. No one wants to feel like they're a number or that they're being squeezed for a higher commission or quick sale. Carla will show you you are valued and will never pressure you or even guide you in the wrong direction. Reach out to Carla at 901-827-3288 or you can also email her at carlawilson.re at gmail.com. Now it's time for our local announcements. The DeSoto County Teacher Fair will be held on Tuesday, March 2nd from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Lander Center. Please make sure you bring extra resumes, especially if you're looking to get employed in DeSoto County. Exactly, because I know what you're thinking. I have enough. But no, you don't. Print off 10 more because I've gone to this event numerous times with the radio station. And I can tell you, if you want to be a teacher, this is where you want to be. You will get plenty of offers. So bring that extra resume. I can tell you personally, as a high school administrator, majority, if not all, principals will be at the job fair, and they are looking to make hires. A lot of people walk out of there with a job just by having a resume in hand and having an impromptu interview right there on the spot. This is an opportunity for everyone. Have your elevator pitch ready and dress to impress. This is not the time to wear sneakers or anything. Dress like you're going to be standing in front of a classroom. Absolutely. Also, we want to say congrats to K.J. Wright, our local sports hero who plays for the Seattle Seahawks. He was just named male Seattle Sports Star of the Year. Congratulations, K.J. Hopefully, his free agency uh, spells well for him in Seattle. Congrats, K.J., and thank you for representing Olive Branch well. Now on to sports. 
Olive Branch Girls defeated Madison Central 78-58, to a good old-fashioned shellacking. They're going to be playing Meridian March the 3rd at 4 p.m. down in Jackson at the Coliseum. Cash, let me tell you, I don't think OB Girls will ever have a team even come close to them. They are on a hot streak. They are well coached. To me, the state championship is in their hands. It's only for them to lose. Whoo, man, that is something that you love to hear. After upsetting number one seed South Haven, the Olive Branch Boys season came to an end against an extremely tough opponent, Starkville, 78-54. to We want to congratulate the, the OB boys. They had a great season. I know they were starting to gel really well there towards the end, and I thought they had a good chance in this ballgame. But unfortunately, Starkville was just so talented and loaded, and personally, I think they're the ones that win the state. Yeah, and after you have such an emotional victory against a county rival like South Haven, I mean, a lot of us have been in games like that. It's really hard to continue keeping that emotional base up. Agreed. Now, the last game we have to let you know about is Center Hill Boys. Yes, this pod might be halfway biased towards this, but he was at the game and has a little bit of inside information on exactly what happened. Unfortunately, they lost to Holmes County Central 75-49, to but I believe you were saying we were up at half? This is a tough one. As a person on this podcast who wants to be non-biased and you know be a straight shooter, I do have a personal connection to these players. There's a great senior leadership, a great coach, great program, and it was really tough to go down there, especially on a Saturday night. My wife and I made the trip, drove all the way down there, which is about two and a half hours, and to walk into a gym that purposely had its heat on, you could tell was going to be a hostile environment. Game was going back and forth, back and forth, and then suddenly, you know, I usually don't like to talk about officiating at all, but you could definitely see there was a drastic change. At halftime, we were leading by nine or ten points. Due to officiating, most of our starters had four fouls each um, and the other team didn't even have near that half that and as anyone who knows who watches sports you're just not going to get four fouls on a single player in a half that's just something that doesn't happen I can easily be able to say it the refing was malarkey there's no way around it well here's the thing you know some people can always go back and say well let's look at this a coach should pull a, pull a kid you know what I mean? Like if you get your second foul, you get your third foul, you sit them down, make sure they don't get in foul trouble so you have them for the second half. And that is correct. A lot of our starters were given their second and third foul before the first period was over. And so they did sit a large majority of the second and then came in, started making a run, and then suddenly foul after foul after foul. Very ticky-tack stuff. You know, it's one thing if you're going to call a foul for one way, but you have to call it both ways. And unfortunately, from my point of view and a lot of people's point of view, it didn't feel that way. Again, that is personal preference. That is an opinion. That is my perception of the events. And take it for what it is. The reality of it is is that when the second half started, the majority of the entire starting team, that's four out of five, had four fouls on their slate, could not challenge a bucket, could not challenge a shot because they were in fear of getting their fifth. And so Holmes County did what anybody would do. They drove to the bucket and made easy layup after easy layup, knowing that they were trying to cause a foul to get a starter out of the ballgame. It became very lopsided quickly. The officiating became kind of a spectacle where, you know, it's one thing to call a foul. It's another to scoot down the floor like you're enjoying what you're doing (laughs) and things of that nature. So it was very tough to watch because we have great kids and – Here's the thing. This is not something that happened just to Center Hill. All the Branch High School has gone down to this location and had the same thing happen to them. You go to some schools in some areas where basketball is everything to them, and it's a tradition, and a gym is going to get really rowdy. You know, sometimes this is where you feel like home cooking or 
a situation like that kind of takes place. And honestly, I can honestly say, you know, there were people making jokes there that the three refs was the lunch lady and two janitors from the school. <laughs> you know, and that's what it felt like. And that's unfortunate. But I do want to say a uh, great season, great seniors. Zandon Harrelson, uh, Caden Laws, and Dockery, you guys rocked it out this season. I'm really proud to say that I got to watch you, see you develop, play all these years together, and I wish you well onto your college days. With all that being said, we do still want to congratulate Holmes County Central for doing what they were supposed to do and winning the game. I know it sounded a little bit negative, but hey, we are passionate about the area and we're going to stick up for our people as much as we humanly can. As we wrap the show, yes, there is something that has been looming in the world for a little bit over a year now, and that is COVID. What we want to talk about is something a little bit more positive, and that's vaccinations. And Zach has a little bit more personal information about that. Guys and gals, look, my, my beautiful wife is a pharmacist for a local Kroger here in the community, and I want y'all to know that vaccinations are something that is going to help our community improve it, get back to normal. And so if you don't know or you don't know the process, we wanted to make sure that it was a part of our first show as a way of helping our community help themselves. Currently right now, vaccinations have been going on for you know a little while, and the process is, is that you have to go to the government website, which is msdh.ms.gov, where you can set up a online appointment to get your vaccination if you are under that criteria or you're in that category they have deemed eligible at this time that is what is important now you can also there is a phone number to call but i will tell you it is less reliable and so if you are someone who needs assistance with electronics or internet computer please seek the help of someone to do that the process is is that once you make this appointment you will go to the lander center which the lander center is very well ran the national guard handles this situation you will drive in they will check your credentials make sure your appointment is confirmed you'll be given a question and answer session with a professional to answer any questions or concerns you have and then you'll go into a tent where they will administer the shot which is a vaccine there is two shots for the vaccines that are currently approved and that is Pfizer and Moderna Pfizer is the one we are using right now here in South Haven and at the Lander Center and other locations in the state there is Moderna being used but most of the north of the state is using Pfizer additionally in our community, Walmart and Kroger have announced that they are also doing vaccinations. Remember, this process will take time. Please be considerate to your local pharmacists. And to emphasize about the vaccination, if you want it, all website links are going to be wrapped up in our show notes that you can click on and it will take you straight there. Something that means a lot to us is the fact that all those sponsors that we had that hopefully you listen to, they will also be in our show notes with quick links to their website and contact information. Next week, we're going to have the new football coach at Olive Branch High School, Coach Russell, join us to talk about OB football and its future. Also, we're going to sit down with Gil Earhart, Alderman of Ward 1, as he tells us about himself and his plans for Olive Branch. Thank you for listening to the episode, and make sure you can reach us on social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook under OBPod, as well as our email is theobpodcast at gmail.com. As well, reminder, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever your podcast provider is. Until next week, I'm Zach. I'm Cash. See you then. <laughs>